the day, black in the night Stripes in our veins, sparks gonna fly The beast is awake, orange, black and white Cause when the jungle come alive, who day we ignite in us Cincinnati, we gon' rise in us In the jungle, we unite in us Trippin' orange and black and white Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the back-to-back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,139 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. If you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Bengals Talk with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chats. So if you want to support what I'm doing, got a very important question you want to ask Drew Garrison about his Pat McAfee appearance or something like that. Give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave, this beautiful, glorious place down there. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. So if you got a house, you're looking for a house, an apartment, condo, or you have a property you just don't want to manage anymore, give T Properties a shout. They'll take care of the rest. And you know it, I wear it every single freaking day. We're in his jersey today, but we have the best quarterback in the league. His nickname is Jackpot Joey. His name is Joe Burrow. You can get the merchandise there at jackpotjoey9.com. Portions of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. We also got the beer. I'm telling you people, it's in limited supply right now. We're going to crank it back up in the summertime, but if you find it, you better buy it because there's not many left. Like I said, probably June, July, I think we're going to crank it up again. But it's award-winning, delicious, and again, portions of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund and the Joe Burrow Fund. Other than that, let's get to the comments here. All right, let's see. What's up to everybody in the chat crew? Strangers first. We got Brad, Jungle Jerry, Paul's in there, Crypt Keeper, Pork Chop, Foxy's in there, Greg Graves, uh, Richard, Kevin's in there. Uh, that's good. That's about everybody in the chat. Welcome to the chat. Welcome to the show. Let's get to this man now. He's kind of a big follow on Twitter. He's kind of gotten big time on us. He's, he's on Pat McAfee's show. He's doing the stuff for Betfred. If you don't follow him, you should. He's Drew Garrison. What's up, Drew? Uh, that was a nice intro, but you made me seem a lot cooler than I actually am. I am not <laughs> any of those things. <laughs> hey, you get to be a Pat on McAfee's show. That's pretty, that's pretty damn cool, I think. I, I like McAfee. So let's just, let's just get into that real quick. Like, I know people have, have wondered how the hell did that happen? Well, it's so it started week two when we lost to Dallas. I watch that show all the time. I tweet about it a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I, I watch it every day. So I, I've always enjoyed it. I feel like I kind of relate to those guys. But um, we lost to Dallas week two last year. I tweeted him. I was like, I'll pay you to let me bitch about the Bengals on your show. Just playing around. <laughs> and he sent me a DM. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he was like, record a 30 second video of yourself and I'll run it on the show. So like, I made a video, lost my mind, said a bunch of shit. Um, and I, that was really it. And right. then the, the AFC championship game with the chiefs happened again. And I actually got a message from uh, Boston Connor, which is one of the guys on the right. show. He's like, Hey man, like, do you have time to come on today? I was like, uh, yeah, I'll cancel uh, yeah. everything. Like, sure. You still got but, a million people watching the show. Absolutely. I'll come on. <laughs> but it turns out. So, I think that he thought I was going to like lose my mind over the officiating yeah. and I didn't, I, I took, I took like a different approach. I'm like, okay, yeah, the ref sucked, but the Bengals like missed opportunities here, 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 and here. Right. So like I said that and he's like, oh shit, this is the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed so, to go off. <laughs> yeah. I was supposed to lose my mind. Uh, we had a good conversation. It was fun. He, he sent me a message afterwards. He's like, oh dude, I was just giving you shit like you did good, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, man, I love that show. I tweeted about a lot. People say I kiss his ass too much, but I'm a fan. I like the show. So whatever. Hey, dude, I, I would do the same thing if he ever wants me out. So, 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 you know, Pat, if you're watching, you, you want another crazy Bengal fan, you know, DM me. I'll, I'll come on. Your show. I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, man. So we are in uh, about less than a week away from uh free agency tamp tampering period. And I kind of tell the show uh, Bengal free agent targets. Now, what I've talked about a lot on the show is I believe in my heart that the Bengals have got to go out and sign a right tackle. And I don't think they're going to sign one of the top tier guys. I think it's going to be one of the lower tier guys. And what I keep saying is Illuminore. And I know he tweeted out today. You know, I see I'm going to go get married to this wonderful girl. I'll see you guys afterwards. I mean, he's, you know, going to get off Twitter for a while. And I said, you know, congratulations on the marriage and congratulations on being a Cincinnati Bengal next year. Because I believe that the Bengals <laughs> targeted him. Because I, I think he's a good spot, for a good uh, fit for the Bengals. He can play right tackle. He can play guard. We put him in there, and and he can play. And if L, whenever LC gets healthy, you know, you don't you have him. LC doesn't have to hurry up and rush to get back and maybe come back a little too early. You know, you give LC time. Because LC, everybody's like, he's cutting. But he's not making any, that much money if he doesn't play. So you give him time to recover. LC can come back. Or if Illuminori's playing good, you keep LC as your backup, to me, that's just the thing that I think they should do in, in free agency, along with uh, signing Hayden Hurst. What, what's your thoughts on free agency going into to this season here uh, with the Bengals? So I don't think that they're going to be a player for the, the tier one guy, right. the, the big right. splash guys. Right. So all of these deals that are going to be announced on the first day of legal tampering, where they're like, you know, such and such has agreed to a deal in principle with blah, blah, blah. Right. We saw the Alex Kappa signing at 1201 last year. Right. So what really, what's really going to happen is all of these drafts that Adam Schefter has saved in his Twitter drafts since like Valentine's <laughs> day at the combine, when all of these deals really got agreed to are going to come out. Right. Um, I, I don't see them in the, the, the top tier because Duke Tobin said this, and it kind of ruffled some feathers, I guess, but he said that roster building is cyclical, and right now we're at the part where we have to pay our own guys. Right. He made it sound like not they're wrong. not going to be super aggressive. And right. no, they've, they've been very aggressive, you know, the last few off-seasons. I don't think they have talent. to be. To be honest, Drew, I don't think they have to be. You just need to be – if if L did not get hurt, we're, I'm more worried about getting debt pieces and signing our own guys than I am anything else. Yeah, I think that when you look at – the where they are in that cycle i think that he's right because yeah. is are, are you telling me that there's a free agent right now that's going to sign on day one that's worth more attention to them than joe burrow and t higgins are right now no no nope. right okay like you got to get those deals done i think the burrow deal is going to be done i personally thought this was just my own thinking that i thought they would try to get it done before free agency so maybe they had I, I a better too. idea of how they would approach the roster Yep. Um, doesn't look like that's going to happen. No, I know Duke I said that they're so. still working on it. Um, so I, I think when you get to tier three, I think they might get in the game. I have a list here. Like when, when you get into offensive alignment specifically, I'm thinking, okay, you can get into the range where you're looking at maybe a Caleb McGarry. I think he might even be a little bit high. I think McGlinchey's going to be a little bit too He's high. Yeah. But then you start looking, there's there's Ben Powers out there is one one that I've looked at. Um, like you said, Illuminor. pronounce his name for me. Illuminor. Illuminor. Okay. Illuminor. Yeah. I'm not I'm not great at that. I didn't I, I, I I've worked on it. I think I think I say it right. Illuminor. <laughs> right. And if they want to if they want to attack guard, you know, you got your Dalton Risners out there. I personally think that they're gonna give Volson another year. Oh yeah. There's been a lot of back and forth about Volson and 
I don't know, man. I'm not a PFF grade guy. I think they're a good guideline. I don't think they're gospel. I, I get a lot more by watching games and watching film back of my opinions personally. Um, I think they run it back with Volson. Um, regardless of our feelings about it, Jonah Williams is the left tackle next year. Dude, um, I, I've, I've been banging this drum. I'm like, look, Jonah Williams is average. I'm, like, like, I'm glad you brought this up because I've said this so many times on the show. Like, we, we wanted it last year. We wanted – if Joe Burrow – Jackpot can have an average offensive line. We'd all be happy with it. And all I keep hearing is we got to get rid of Jonah. I'm like, do you guys realize we don't have a right tackle? Jonah Williams is average. Jonah Williams had two dislocated kneecaps. And you played this on season. one of them. This season. So, I mean, could he make a jump next year? Yes. I mean, they – what kills you? They all gets killed by uh, – by, uh, uh, oh, geez, uh, Garrett by uh, uh, Cleveland. I was like, yeah, because they leave him one-on-one. <laughs> like, and if he plays him yeah, twice. They- Miles Garrett well, kills everybody. Yeah, he's Miles fucking Garrett, man. I'm right. sorry. I know. Like, like, there are some guys in the league where you're like, hey, man, that guy's probably going to get his, and he's one of them. But, yeah, they also leave – they'll leave him on an island against right. him and not even chip with a tight end sometimes, which is mind-boggling. Yeah, I, but, I totally understand that, but, yeah. When you look at – when you look at the Bengals, and obviously this is painful and heartbreaking to talk about, but that – that play of the Super Bowl where he gets hit, where Chase is wide open after Jalen Ramsey falls, that pressure came from Quentin Spain. That mm-hmm. pressure came from a guard. Yep. You know, you talk about the Chris Jones hit in the AFC Championship game this year. Obviously, Jones is involved in that, but there, there's still a lot of pressure that comes from the middle of the line. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not here to, to stand for Jonah Williams by any means. I would like the Bengals to upgrade their left tackle if they could. I would I'm also like to. the – <laughs> right, and that, yeah. that's just the way it is. You have right. to approach it with understanding how they're going to operate. They right. didn't pick up Jonah Williams' fifth-year option. I don't know exactly what the salary hit is. It's it's pretty high, though. They didn't mm-hmm. pick him up just to cut him or just to let him sit there while somebody else played. Right. I, I, I'm i very big when it comes to how the Bengals are constructed. Is I, I, I worry about the name on the front of the jersey first and my personal feelings for players second. Right. I love certain guys on the roster. You look at you look at improving every position you can. If they think that they can go find a quarterback that's better than Joe Burrow, that gives the Bengals a better chance to win a Super Bowl than Joe Burrow, for one, they won't find it. But if they did, I love Joe Burrow, but we got to go get the guy that's going to get us a ring, right? right so right. I, I don't have anything against Jonah Williams. I don't want to dunk on Jonah Williams. I think Jonah Williams is a run-of-the-mill average left tackle. But when you had Jonah Williams in there and Cordell Volson in there and Ted Karras in there and Alex Kappa in there and Lyle Collins in there, all healthy. After what, that, that disaster in Cleveland we went, on Halloween night, we went and won the next the line, 10 games. <laughs> the line played average and the Bengals won games for two months straight. Right. Or uh, a, a little bit more. I, so, I, and that, this is one thing I would love because I, I, I had Parker Blake on earlier this week and I, I'm going to reach out to him again. I want to know, what the pressure rate was when they were all in there. I know when, I can't remember. I know uh, uh, I think Kara or Kappa got hurt first up until that point. Yeah. How many games did they all play together? Cause that was a stretch where they all, they all played all the games. Everybody played until they started getting hurt. What was the pressure rate then on Joe? Cause I don't think it was, I think it was very minimal to be honest when they all five were in there. And I'm like, if you can just get back to that point, if we had true, if we had that all five of them, in the AFC Championship game against the freaking Chiefs, we're winning that damn game. I don't give a crap what anybody says. Yeah, I, 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 no, I, I personally agree. And people like to people like to get on Cordell Volson for the Pittsburgh game, the first game of the year, his first, first snap NFL as a game. rookie fourth rounder. Yeah, and they they like to get on the AFC Championship game and. I, I, he had a rough game. It's Chris Jones, man. Like, I understand yeah. that you have to build these lines to go against these elite guys, your TJ Watts, your Miles Garrett, your Chris Jones, your Aaron Donalds. I get that. But at the end of the day, Kappa got – Collins went down on Christmas Eve against the Patriots. Then we lose Kappa playing Week 18 against Baltimore when – we can argue whether or not the Bengals should have even had to play their starters with how right. the whole schedule change right. went down and all, right. you know, we've had that argument, mm-hmm. but they were winning games without Jamar chase. They were winning mm-hmm. games without T Higgins. They mm-hmm. were winning games when Trenton Irwin was the number one receiver who was yep. just on your show yesterday. Yep. So I, the idea that they need to go sign Orlando Brown is just unrealistic. 
because the capital that it would take, the money it would take to pay him, they have to allocate to Burrow and Higgins. Everybody's right. saying we can't keep T, we can't keep T. We can keep him. The cash fluidity of the Bengals is something that I don't know about, and I haven't seen a person that knows the cash fluidity of the Bengals. It's all speculation. I don't know. I know that the Bengals have always paid their quarterbacks at the top of the market because everybody laughed when we gave Andy Dalton the deal that he got. Right, right. They paid they paid Carson Palmer top of the market money at the time, and then he blew his knee out in the playoff game against Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. The Bengals have never not paid their quarterbacks. The yep. issue is now all of these guarantees that are coming in. Right, right. And Everybody, all these GMs, you know, Duke Tobin, you know, the the Ravens, the Chargers, the Eagles, they're all just like sitting there holding their guns, right? Looking at each other, seeing who's <laughs> going to pull first. Right, right. Because that that's going to set the market. But I think mm-hmm. that the Bengals can do that. It's not Paycor Stadium all of a sudden for no reason. Right. Right. Everybody's like, oh, Mike Brown's so cheap, blah, blah, blah. Mike Brown could have been making money off the name of the stadium for years. Right. Mike Brown could have been making money off the Betfred gate and the Alta Fiber gate mm-hmm. for years. Yep. I still hope that they 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 switch to Skyline and they yes. sponsor the bathroom <laughs> and they call them the Skyline Shitters. That's what I'm <laughs> I that would be I awesome. I don't know if we're going to get that. <laughs> so all of these things, you know, the, the indoor facility with the sponsorship from IEL. All of this stuff is not an accident. So they did it for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, they're going to pay. He's going to be around. The T. Higgins thing is where maybe it gets a little bit more tricky because you're also going to have Jamar Chase coming up. Mm -hmm. But looking at the Bengals where they are now, the holes on the roster, I don't think, get fixed in free agency with giant free agent deals anymore. You had to go get DJ Reader to be the anchor of your offensive line and make him the highest paid nose tackle in the league at the time. It's probably changed since then, right? You you make smart decisions where you let William Jackson go to Washington and then you get Cheeto Awuzier and Mike Hilton for cheaper than William Jackson signed for. And look how those dudes have played and look at what's going on with William Jackson who just got, I think, cut by Pittsburgh. It's not the time to do that anymore. We've gotten very excited. We've been very refreshed to see the Bengals be aggressive in free agency. I just don't think it happens this year because I think Von Bell is going to stick around. I think he's getting a little bit I, later I into know. his career. Yeah, he's only wants, wants to win. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's only 28. He's it only feels 28. like he's been in the league a lot. Longer. I know he's only 28. So, I mean, he's 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 still on the good side of 30. So uh, that, that's so what may, I, had, I had Trags on our Paul uh, Mike Petraglia, and he kind of scared me a little bit because he thinks uh, Bell might get 10. I said, if he's getting 10, he ain't coming back. And I said, the, the, that, the, the, the but I but I my personal opinion is I think he wants to be here. I think he likes. Lou, I, I just I think he's at the point of his career where he wants to get that ring. He knows how close he is, so he might come back for seven or eight, which I think is as high as I would go w- with Bell. Maybe I'm wrong. See, that just shows my Twitter bio says professional internet dumbass. That shows I'm a dumbass. I thought he was in like I thought he was like 32. So <laughs> it just feels like he's been in the league yeah, so much. I know. Time. I was kind of surprised too how, how uh, young young he was. And yep. I so if. When you look at it from that perspective, maybe they do get aggressive on a safety. If they think Bell's going to leave, you're looking at Dax Hill and. But but the the the, the free agent market of the safeties is pretty flooded. So I mean, there there's a lot of ones that are around what Bell is. So I don't know. Right. It, it kind of they kind of might zero each other out. I think I I don't know. I personally, and I know that, that it's come out that, that it may not happen. I, I really want to see Hayden Hurst back. And if they oh, I don't, I if they don't, they should be all over Dalton Schultz. I think Dalton Schultz would be phenomenal in the Bengals offense. I don't know what kind of contract he's going to demand. I don't know you know, how that's going to go. I know Gusecki's out there. There's not a ton of tight ends. But if you can't get Hayden Hurst back on a deal that makes sense for both – I think that it might just because Hurst loves Cincinnati so much. He was so mm-hmm. complimentary of it helping him find himself. I know he's a big mental health advocate. Yep. Um, he just he seemed to really love it. His mom's but, awesome too. I've had her on the show. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. She's cool. And but the thing is, man, you can love stuff as much as you want, but at the end of the day, it comes down to money. So mm-hmm. if he doesn't, I mean. You're looking at holes. The secondary is going to be a little bit different. We don't know how Cheeto is going to be when he right. comes back. Luckily, Cheeto was playing so of the good. Yeah, luckily Cheeto is more at the beginning of the season, so he has more time to recover. But it's still an ACL, no matter what what you do. You don't know what that's going to be like. 
Well, and the thing with that is, if you look at a lot of guys coming off of ACL tears, let's take Joe Burrow out of this because he's superhuman and took the team to the Super Bowl. (laughs) But when you look at guys that come off off those ACL tears, sometimes it takes them almost a whole year to really get back into it. Because this offseason, Cheeto is not working on getting faster and stronger and refining his route, you know, his, his route coverage. He's not getting... You know, he's not working on getting his hip movement to be more fluid or any of the things that a corner is going to work on. He's working on rehabbing his knee. So a lot of the other areas you can't really dive in on. Somehow Joe Burrow says blowing his knee out made his arm stronger. He's just a freak of nature. And he's he's got this he's got this serial killer mindset or whatever. But a lot of those guys. So you've got that going. And then Cam Taylor Britt came out and played good. Hilton had a rough AFC championship game. Now everybody wants to jump on him. But then you got Jesse Bates is gone. We all know it. You know, everybody got so pissed at me when they drafted Dax Hill. And I said, there's your Jesse Bates replacement. Yeah, I said the same I thing. Yeah, I, 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 it is what it is. So they're going to get outside help. I think mm-hmm. people saw Duke Tobin's comments and say, where he's not going to sign any free agents. I don't think that that's true. I just think you need to temper your expectations and expect more of the tier two, tier three guys that maybe take a little bit longer to materialize. But when you look at the team, there's not major holes. There's not. There's places where you can improve, but there's no major. They don't need to go sign a star wide receiver. They got three of them. Mm -hmm. You know, they, the running back situation, I know with his cap hits high. We can address the running backs in in the draft. I really do. I I, I mean, in my opinion, I, th- I think Mixon is either going to be cut or restructured. They might bring P. Ryan back. But I, I think we can, in this day and age, I hate to say it, but the Chiefs did it. You can go get a seventh-round running back and and take care of yourself. Now, real quick, Eric, Keith, before we I get too far past this, Keith's got a comment about the uh, uh, Jonah Williams here. And uh, this is always a hot topic here. I said, Jonah, he said, Jonah doesn't matter, but he, he's been hurt three of the three of the four years and will be hurt or get Burrow hurt in his fifth year. If Jonah is average, it's not a good average. Jonah needs to compete for the job with Jackson Carmen, which cracks me up when people bring up Jackson Carmen. A year ago, beginning of the year, everybody said, you know, Jackson Carmen's going to be going to be cut. Now everybody said, well, let him compete for the left tackle. Jackson Carmen had one really good game against Buffalo. He was okay against Kansas City. He wasn't that great. I mean, he's okay against Kansas City. You know, he, he was average against there. So that just cracks me up. And the thing is, I think uh, 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 Blake uh, uh, Blake brought this up, or uh, Parker Blake brought this up on my, on my show, that most of the time the sacks that Jonah gave up, the sacks were coming from the other side, where Joe ran toward Jonah's side, and then he got sacked behind him. It wasn't actually Jonah giving up the sack. It was on his side, but he didn't actually do it. And, yes, I do agree with what he says about getting hurt. You know, he has been – I can't. I can't argue with that, but that's where I'm like, we got to get depth. So I don't know, what, what's your thoughts on, on, I just ramble on there. But what's your thoughts? The the Jackson Carmen thing. I was against the Jackson Carmen pick from the moment he got drafted. I saw a lot of third round grades on him. I saw him coming off a of back surgery. I just, I wasn't in on it. But what I want to say in defense of Jackson Carmen, they're, they're not giving him much stability. Okay. We're going to draft you. You're a tackle. You're going to come in. You're going to play guard. He struggled. There were reports of work ethic stuff that we don't actually know about because we're right. not in the building. Right. But okay. Now injuries happen. Play tackle. Play all right at tackle. Now we're supposed to take him from from right tackle and just say, well, this offseason you're going to go to left tackle. They're not giving this kid too much of a chance either. If they're just going to keep shuffling his position and and you know what I mean. Like I know right. he practices with both groups, but. Mm-hmm. Practicing with both groups is not practicing your craft at left tackle or at right tackle. So I, I was never high on the pick, but at the same time, I feel like you give the kid a better chance. Oh, Jack, Jack, go go watch my show with Parker Blake. If you guys want any any go, I was earlier this week. Go find the show with Parker Blake on, and he will debunk everything you guys are saying. So if you didn't watch it, because I, I don't want to quote it, because I'm probably wrong, but go watch that show. Anyway, sorry, Blake. I love it. I love Parker, man. Oh, Parker, Parker Blake is like Parker's my awesome. go-to for offensive yeah. line stuff. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not big on the numbers and, and, and the PFF and the advanced stats. It's just not something he, I've ever gotten yeah, into. He, he I knows get a lot of way, my opinions by watching. Yeah, he does way better than I do. So, But 
you you can get good information from those numbers. Mm-hmm. I just personally don't think that they're the end all be all. But right. I talk to Parker a lot one on one. I see a lot of the content Parker puts out. Parker is my go to guy for trench information. That dude mm-hmm. is so smart, so sharp. I I try my best to like get his work out there to as many people as possible. So if you're watching this and you don't follow Parker Blake, yeah. look him up. He is a phenomenal follow, and you will become smarter about offensive line. Yes, exactly. So, so that, that's where that's where I'm like. It always cracks cracks me up because I had um, Evan McPhillips on here, and he's on uh, Malik's show as well. He kind of went off. If you guys watched uh, Malik's show last night, Evan went off. And last week, Evan went off about Jonah Williams. Same thing he did on Malik's show, did on my show last week. And that's the thing I get, I'll get tired of. Everybody's like, oh, my God, we got to fix the left tackle. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm like, yes, he's – like I keep saying he's average. I am not saying he's an all-pro. Hell, he probably won't be here after next year. I, I can totally see them moving on and trying to get somebody else. But you're not signing Orlando Brown when you got to sign Jackpot Joey, and everybody wants us to sign T. Higgins, and the next year we got Jamar Chase. You can't do it. I mean, Parker Boy had a perfect way to do it. He goes, you, you spend money on your your the three offensive guys and, and your defense, and you kind of, I don't want to say cheap it out, but you find plug-and-play guys in your, your offensive line and your running backs, and, and and which means, I'm not saying cheap guys. I mean, what they've done the last couple of years with Ted Karras, Alex Cavill, guys like that, and we're yeah. talking about Illuminore. Those are the guys you can get in there and you can get them for a two or three year deal and they'll cost you a ton of money, but they're not the elite, elite, you know, offensive linemen. I mean, hell, Kansas City can't afford Orlando Brown. They let him go. I mean, that's that's the yeah. thing with this. I mean, uh, oh, Boggles, just, oh, sorry. I just try. I, well, look, I, I look at every day. <laughs> Good. Look at the contracts of the guys that they got last year, okay? Mm-hmm. Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, Lyle Collins, all three of those deals combined for $21 million in guaranteed money. That's the route that they're going to have to take on their offensive line if they want to keep Burrow, Higgins, and Chase. Yep. I love Tyler Boyd. I love Tyler Boyd staying down through the bad years and helping build it to the good years. But right. I also think that he's going to be a, a candidate for a restructure or a release. Yep. Well, maybe not um, this year, but probably, probably more next year. But, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's kind of the name of the game. Mm-hmm. But you – I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted what they think is a left tackle this year if one falls to them at 28 oh, or early on day two. Yeah. And I'm completely in for that. I'm not saying Jonah Williams is the franchise left absolutely tackle for the not. next 10 years. No. I'm also not saying that Jonah Williams is Bobby Hart. You know, there's a there's a middle ground <laughs> there that you can right. find and respect the, the game that he plays. But, yeah, and, and, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Joe Mixon. Obviously, today it comes out that he is not a suspect in the shooting that occurred at a house connected to him, which is obviously good. There's a lot of crazy stuff on the Internet about that. But this yeah. is a conversation I've been on since before any of his off-the-field yep. stuff has happened. Me too. He's got a $12 million cap You hit. can't pay him $12 and the million. Offense, the Bengals' offense does not use a running back in a way that justifies paying him $12 million a year. I like Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon is another guy that stuck around when things were bad and has been a big part of getting things to be good. Yep. I'm not – and I, I brought this up after the, the the whole crazy thing happened where I said, look, two off-the-field incidents in the news for the wrong reasons. The legitimacy of them, I don't know, but they're not good looks. His production has slipped. Mm-hmm. The offense's use of him has gone down. He's not catching out of the backfield as well as he used to. And he has a high cap hit. That is a recipe for a split or a contract restructure. Yep. And I hate to say it, I'm good with either one. And yeah, I'm not dogging Joe Mixon. People, nope. t- I said that, and people told me I was preying on his downfall. And I, I, I've said that too. Not I, it. I, I was saying this. Hell, I was saying this probably last year. They probably got the restructure room because of the of the, of the cap hit. I was saying this way before any of this stuff came out. You cannot pay in this this market. You, and the way the Bengals run run the ball, you cannot pay a running back twelve million dollars. And I, I, that's why, Drew, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring back, um, uh, um, oh, geez, um, not not P. Ryan, P, not P. Ryan, the other one, um, Travion, Travion. I won't be surprised if they bring back Travion and draft two guys. I mean, I would be surprised. I mean, I would be surprised if they do that. The Bengals can do that mm-hmm. if the op- if the offense is going to operate that the way the way that it does. You need to look for two things. You need to keep a running back on your roster that's good in pass protection, which is, I think, a P run. Yeah. Mixon wasn't great in pass, pass yeah. protection. I also think, damn, P 
prime Geo with this offense would have been insane. Oh, prime yeah. Geo Bernard would have been nuts. But the Bengals can draft and replace a running back every three to four years if the offense is going to continue to run that way. There's just not a justification to put $12 million in your salary cap into a running back with how the Bengals' offense is run. And that's that's not even a shot at Joe Mixon. That's just how right. the offense operates. But if you look at it league-wide, Zeke got a big contract in Dallas. The best running back on his team last year was Tony Pollard. Right. There's there's a handful of guys that you pay that kind of money to. You pay that money to a Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, I think, is the best running back in the NFL. Yeah. It sucks that he plays for Cleveland, but I think <laughs> right. that he is. Right. You pay a Christian McCaffrey. You pay a Derrick Henry. And after that, it becomes very debatable. It's just the way that the position is. It's the way that the league's going. The rules are, are geared more toward passing. Everything's geared more toward passing and I, it's not a shot at Joe Mixon. I like Joe Mixon. I, I think that Joe Mixon's been a big part of the culture change that we've seen because Dunlap wasn't in. Mm -hmm. You know, Gino w was let go, and you know they they stuck with Boyd. They stuck with Mixon. They stayed in through the terrible 2019 year and all of that stuff. But roster building and team Bengals coming first, I just don't see it. He, right. I think he has to get restructured, or they have to move on. Now, one thing, Jocko on here, Jocko Johnson says, draft B. John Robinson. <laughs> Look, I've I seen we did, that. We, we, we did a mock draft, and, and there, there was certain things had to happen for that for the Bengals to actually do that. I personally don't think they're going to draft a running back in the first round because historically, uh, the, the running backs that drafted in the first round have not worked out. Chris Perry, uh, 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 Kajana Carter, uh, there's lots of them, but I just don't, I don't think they're going to do that because the running backs are going to be – more, I think we're going to get a running back. I really don't think we're going to touch a running back till fourth, fifth, sixth round, somewhere around there. Because I, I think uh, two things. I look, I think they're going to look for offensive line, tight ends, and DBs. Those are the first three things I think they got to get off the board because they only got seven picks. And now, now one thing that they might do, Drew, is if the way the, depending on how the board falls, if a whole bunch of guys that they like are falling to twenty eight. And might make it to the second round, or if you move back a couple, which will move back by two spots. But say say they trade out of the first round and they move up really high in the second round, they could do that. They had more picks, you know, add add a, a third or a fifth, uh, you know, they had two second rounds or something like that. I can see yeah. them doing that to get more picks because you only got seven, and and the tight end uh, room is 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 pretty good. Offensive line, that's what scares me. It's not that great. That's why if there's two or three of them there. A 28, maybe if you move to the top of the second round, you might get one. You might not. So, but tight end, I think, is, is deep. Running back, I think, is deep. DB is, is fairly deep. So you can get some pretty good guys later on in the round. So I wouldn't be surprised if they if they move back. But I don't see them taking Bijan Robinson at, at number one. And I love Bijan. I went yeah. to the to to the NFL combine to just watch him run. I want to see see that dude run yeah. in person. You know, so I mean I'm a big Bijan Robinson fan. I personally just don't think they're gonna draft him there at number one. No, I, I don't see that. I would be all over their second-round pick being Zach Charbonnet from UCLA, though. I think that he's going to be very good. Um, I think that's probably as high as we could possibly see them even consider a running back. Um, I might be biased. I'm a Michigan fan. I watched the beginning of Zach Charbonnet's career at Michigan, and then he transferred out. But his running style, I think, would fit. He's capable out of the backfield. He's solid in pass protection. I think that he's a guy that you could plug and play, but you get him in the second round, you have him for those four years, and then you do it again. Or you draft a replacement in year three. It's If Zach Taylor's going to be here, and this is going to be his offense, that that's how you have to approach the running back situation, right. is the second, third round guys mm -hmm. that you just shuffle in and out every few years, and that's just the way it goes. And I, I think that they could have plenty of success doing that. I do want to see Samaj P. Ryan come back. because when I would, I I would love games, to see Samaj come back. I mean, I, I think – I mean. I give Ted Karras credit, and uh, we both love Ted Karras. He's been on both our shows. But I Ted got Karras, the sissy hat on right now. Exactly, exactly. Ted Karras actually said uh, Piron could be a, 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 a offensive lineman, as good as a pass blocker he is. I mean, honestly, Samaj yeah. actually fits the Bengals' offense better than Joe Mixon does right now just because he can pass block, he can run, and he can catch passes. And that's and, – and Drew, I'm to the point where almost – the running back has got to be able to pass block in this system. That's got to be absolutely the most. I won't say the most important thing, but it's it's freaking up there, dude. 
You got to be because high up there. We can't be switching guys out all the time. It just takes the you know the realm of surprise or whatever out. You know you can't. Oh okay, Mixon's out. You know it's they're, they're passing. You know you can't. Yeah, you need capable. You need capable pass protecting running backs. Right. Yeah, and and P run. When I watched the games last year, the ground game looked better when he was getting the bulk of the carries. It's just the way that it went. I know Mixon had the crazy five touchdown game against Carolina, and that was awesome. But when I really looked at the offense, I felt like the ground game was better with Pirine. And there may be numbers that prove that wrong. I'm just going from my my eye test. I'm a big eye right. test guy. Yeah, right, right. So th- there's there's ways to approach that. And what what moving on or restructuring Mixon could do is open up money for Burrow for Higgins. Mm-hmm. Or if they already think that they have that mapped out, you know, a a a higher on the list offensive lineman free agent or we also got linebacker we're going to have to replace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I think Jermaine Pratt walks. So is that I, I think they're just going to put Akeem Davis-Gaither in there. And yeah, I think, I think, I think Davis-Gaither, Davis-Gaither and Marcus Bailey, I think that's – because, I mean, a couple years ago they drafted with three linebackers in a row. <laughs> or in the same draft, I should say. So, yeah, I think Akeem Davis-Gaither and Marcus Bailey are going to be, be in there. And I know Marcus Bailey was on Bengals and Brews this past weekend. And, you know, he's all for the opportunity. He, he was not throwing any shade. At Pratt at all, he wants Pratt to get his money, or wants he, yeah. you know, obviously prefer him to come back. But he goes if if it doesn't happen, he goes I'm ready ready to go. Which Marcus Bailey, let's be honest, if doesn't get hurt his senior year of, of, of college, he's at least a second round pick. So I mean, yeah, Marcus you, you Bailey's got, got high upside. Yeah, but, so you got two really good backup quote unquote backup linebackers that can fit in pretty well, I think. Akeem Davis-Gaither is extremely athletic, mm-hmm. extremely talented. And anytime I've watched him play significant snaps, like what he did against the Jets um, this past season, he had a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Akeem Davis-Gaither could step in and play the Jermaine Pratt role just as good as Jermaine Pratt has. And that's not a knock on Pratt. I, nope. I, I like Pratt. You know, Pratt, Pratt's super athletic. He, was, he started out as a safety and then right. transitioned to linebacker. Yeah. But I think that, Akeem Davis-Gaither can fill in very, very admirably and play damn near as good as Jermaine Pratt if he gets a full season of work. And Marcus Bailey rotating in is solid, too. And Joe Batchy just got re-signed today. I don't know if you guys remember when Logan Wilson went down against Mm -hmm. the Chargers on a punt return. It was either a punt or a punt return. I was at the game. Uh, I got COVID at that game, I'm pretty sure. But <laughs> good, uh, good memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how I remember that one. And we almost came back and beat the Chargers. But Joe Batchy came in, and he was all over the place. And then um, Johnston, Clay Johnston last year, and I know it's the preseason, against the Jets, he dominated. I think the Bengals have a lot of linebacker depth that they could really play on and kind of stand pat with and not see a huge drop in production. And right. linebacker is another position in the NFL where it's getting very hard to pay a linebacker a ton of money because mm-hmm. everybody's going nickel now. So, you know, Bobby Wagner had 140 tackles for the Rams last year, played his ass off, and they're moving on from him because he's just too expensive. Right. I, that's just that, that's the way it is. Now, uh, Bo Brown here says, uh, we, we all think we've actually totally touched on this. He said, uh, who do you guys want at 28? Best case scenario, I want Darnell Wright. Now, for me, again, I, I when we first started this, I'm like, I want to get a tight end. I want to get Michael Mayer. I want to get Darnell Wright. I want to get these guys. But the more I've dug into this and more I've looked at how the Bengals have lost and their seasons have ended the last two years, it's been offensive line. I want them to sign one, like I've said before. And Dwan Jones, if he's there, I'm running to the freaking board and I'm drafting him. I would love to get a, a, a right tackle in free agency and a, a, a future tackle in, in the draft. I, I, what, what's your thoughts on 28 there, Drew? I, I, I need Dewan Jones at right tackle week one bad. I, and people give me a lot of, a lot of shit because I'm a, I'm a Michigan fan. I, yeah. I go out of my way to piss off Ohio state fans. Um, it's in my nature, but man, <laughs> Once it comes time to put stripes on your helmet, if you can help the Bengals win, I don't care where you went to school. Sam Hubbard's right. my favorite Buckeye of all time. So <laughs> when I look at Dewan Jones, man, I see a 10-year right tackle. The dude is a house. Dude, He's a monster. Arms his long. arms are just insanely long. Yeah. And I, I – He's a mountain. Obviously, obviously free mountain. agency comes before the draft. But, if man – if if you can get Dewan Jones at 28 yeah. and he's your day one starting right tackle, I'm already happy as hell. I am so in on him, I cannot believe it. I mean, the but thing the tight is, the from I was go ahead, say, go go ahead. Ahead. the reason I keep going going with free agent because I don't really necessarily believe 
that Dewan will be there. There's a very good chance that he won't be. That's why yeah, I I'm don't think so is. big on trying to sign somebody because I don't want to go into this draft and have to find somebody. You know, that's my big thing. Anyway, go ahead, tight ends. Well, that's how on on that point. Okay. Uh, that's how you get Billy Price. Right. Exactly. We yes. wanted Hank or Frank Ragnow. Yep. To play center. He went right before us to Detroit. We panicked. We picked Billy Price. Now, thankfully, we turned Billy Price into B.J. Hill somehow. Yes, that and was I'm not trying to knock Billy that. Price. No, I'm not trying to knock Billy Price, but it just didn't work out. And when you draft for need like that, that's why people are so big on best player available. And I get it. You can't just say we got to get a right tackle at 28, and all of a sudden you get a guy that should have gone in the back end of the second round that maybe you could have got there, depending on how the board falls. Right. But I think that. It, it, it's going to be an offensive lineman if one they like falls. It's going to be a tight end or it's going to be a defensive back. I think those mm-hmm. are the only three yeah. options. I, I, and there's a lot of corners. The, mm-hmm. There's there's a pretty deep corner class this year. I know people would maybe struggle with this at first because of the name I'm about to say, but Joey Porter Jr. is a baller. Dude, dude I've, said, I've said that. And, Drew, I, I mean, there there's part of me that I want that so bad because I want his dad to have to show up to Paycor and wear orange and freaking black uh, and cheer for the damn Bengals. I would laugh my ass off. But, but that's where I wrestle with play. it because I hate Joey Porter. I hate Joey I Porter. Hate Joey I Porter. hate him. I can't stand that dude. But his son is a baller, dude. I mean, I, I'm I'm down for it too. So like I said, I, it, it, I'm not sure he's so there. open. Exactly. And that one well, thing, Drew, is, is, is I keep saying this. If they sign Hayden Hurst and they sign a right tackle, 28 is completely open. You don't have to reach yeah. for anything. That's why That's why I so badly want them to sign a right tackle, sign Hayden Hurst, and then you can go BPA. You know, just sit and wait and see which way the draft falls to you. And it could be. I mean, Dan Horror was on my show this week, and he thinks that they're going to uh, draft a cornerback. So, I mean, it, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens either. Well, and, and, and I wouldn't either because Cheeto's coming off the injury. Cheeto's also getting close to the end of his deal. Mm-hmm. We don't know what he's going to look like. I, and that that sucks so bad, man. Because he was playing so damn yes. good. Oh. He, he was, was a Pro Bowl this was, year. Oh my Bowl. god, he was playing. So, I I hated that for him, man. And he 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 was back, you know, within a week after his surgery, wearing cleats on the sidelines. He just loved being there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, DBs where they're gonna, you know, we, we've got to we've got to face George Pickens and Deontay Johnson and Donovan Peoples Jones and Amari Cooper. So we've got to stay fresh on DBs too. Cause the depth is now suddenly in question. I know Jalen Davis came back, but I mean, you look at the starting three next year, you assume Cheeto's going to be back. You assume right. Hilton's going to be back in the slot. You assume mm-hmm. Cam Taylor Britt's going to start on the outside. Cause I, I couldn't have been happier with Cam Taylor Britt. That's my boy. Yeah. I, I could not, man. I've, I've met his parents at tailgates and games. Super cool people love him, but I think the sticking point is going to be Cheeto because if Cheeto does come back and is playing the kind of ball that he was playing again last year, the paycheck is going to be in very high demand too. We haven't even talked about the fact that we need to pay Logan Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and and no, exactly. under no circumstance can Logan Wilson leave. No, if, you, I, if you're letting I, Pratt go, you got to keep, you got to keep Wilson. You absolutely. Have to. I mean, that, that absolutely. thing is Logan is under the same contract as, as T and Joe. They all were drafted in the same freaking draft, which is, I think one of the greatest drafts in Bengals history. I mean, you got oh yeah, they nailed you got it. Joe, you got T, you got Logan Wilson, you got Akeem Davis Gaither, and you got Marcus Bailey all in the same damn, damn draft. Duke Tobin hit that one out of the ballpark. I, I, that one yeah, was, was awesome. It. But yeah, I, that and that thing is like like we were talking about. I thought Joe was going to get handled before free agency. I don't think it's going to happen. It might be more. I actually do. It might be more closer to the summertime, beginning of the season. Because Duke, one thing he said uh, last week in his press conference, it, it, to me, it kind of sounded like they have the basis. Of like his first yeah. couple of years, like they know that part, so that helps uh, Duke and them know what they can work with as far as the money goes. Like, all right, we agreed on this part. Now we got to work on you know bonuses or whatever, whatever the rest of this. So it sounds like they have some part of it hammered out. Now I would be surprised, honestly, if T and Logan, it might be next year before they, they sign them. I, I don't know because T's agent scares the crap out of me. He's same yeah. with Jesse Bates. He's same one with. Deshaun Watson. I freaking love T. Higgins. I love his mom to death. I've met her. She's cool as hell. I want them to stay here. I think they want to be here. I just I don't want his agent to just go. Nope. You got to get the biggest money you, you can. And, and I'm not saying and I'm never against against anybody for getting as much money as you can. If that's what you want to do, like Jesse Bates, God love you. Go get your bag. You know. And, and yeah, don't go to I, Cleveland, but go get paid. <laughs> don't go to yeah. Cleveland. Please don't go to Cleveland. No one wants to go there. But that's where I, I'm worried about that is. 
how much will they get? I mean, I know T's gonna be more than Logan, but those are things that got to happen. Hopefully, we get one of them signed this year, and worry about the other one next year. And I think when Chase was at the Super Bowl and said Burrow knows how he wants to structure his contract, mm-hmm. I think that it's gonna be more similar to a Patrick Mahomes deal because Mahomes deal came out and everybody's like, Oh my God, he got a 10 year, half a billion dollar deal, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But if you look at it, it's yeah. left the chiefs very cap flexible. Yep. They lost Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill wasn't willing to come down one or $2 million a year. Right. Okay. That's cool. Go get your money. Go to Miami. That's fine. But I just, I don't know if, if Burrow can structure it right. And Higgins says that he wants to be with Burrow for a long time and be around for a long time. Maybe he takes a million or two off his deal to make it happen, and you can make that back off the field. But we we just we're we're in a holding pattern until those deals are done now. And as you approach this off season, I feel I think that they're going to have to nail their draft picks again, and I think that the fan base is going to have to expect the 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 tier two. Tier year three free agents to come in where they can find some value. Nobody was tripping over themselves to sign Ted Karras last year. Right. right? Mm-hmm. That's not a knock on Ted no. Karras. But, love but, that I mean, but, but, but he wasn't a, he wasn't a top sought after free. Agent. But Drew, that, that's what they're doing with all their free agents. They signed the last couple of che- Nobody's tripping over stuff for Cheetah Bay. I never heard of Cheetah Bay before. Mike Hilton. I mean, I knew who he was. Stupid spoilers. But nobody's, none of these guys were top tier free agents. They're all, second maybe third depending where and they come here and they they've they've gotten better you know so that, that's where i think as i keep saying yeah luminari the, these are the guys that the Bengals are, are have have done the whole time we haven't signed a big name guy well we haven't i mean they've all got here and they've gotten better and they've helped help the Bengals out here now real quick here people have been telling me this about joe's uh, uh contract uh, matthew we put it in there too but uh stranger says ice they won't announce the deal talk about jack by joey until after april 1st because waiting pushes the the 75% of the guaranteed escrow until next April 1st. So that might be, I don't know enough about contracts or anything, but I know there's a lot of escrow and all that stuff. So they, that might be what yeah. they're waiting on. Cause I've had, I know one of those two tweeted, me, that. tweeted that out to me a couple of times. So I'm, which well, it might be in principle that might have uh, agreed to in April 1st day, which is cool. That's my birthday month. I, I'll, I'll be here for it. <laughs> What an April Fool's joke it would be if they just tweeted out, like, we cannot reach an agreement with Burrow. We're going to stop negotiating until after next season. <laughs> oh, People dude. would flip oh. the fuck out. Hootie Nation would freak out. I'm like, oh, my God. I would freak out. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> but oh that and that, that may be true. I this, this guarantees an escrow thing I didn't really know about until the Watson deal hit and who actually kind of, got me up to speed on it was Zim, uh, Zim Huda. Yeah, that, that money has to move to escrow. And that's where everybody's like, oh, the Bengals are so poor. Listen, Jimmy Haslam has a ton of cash because he was scamming truck drivers at Pilot J or whatever. (laughs) And, you know, like, yeah, these guys have other business interests that bring them a bunch of money and they have a lot of cash fluidity. That's fine. The Bengals are really the only income Mike Brown sees. It's a mom and pop. I get it. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they're still an NFL franchise. I don't know the the cash liqu- liquidity, liquidity, whatever. I don't know that. Yeah, but I just feel like they're. It's not like they got a bank account sitting somewhere and they're like, oh shit, we only got a hundred grand in here. What are we gonna do? Like they've got money. I just don't know. Like I'm zero percent worried about Burrow getting a contract. Oh, dude. dude when I look at I Christian Kirk's money in Jacksonville. They had to overpay because at the time they were the Jags and they stink. But now they're getting better. But when it comes to the wide receiver market, that's where I think it might get a a little bit trickier. But I, I my gut feeling is still that T resigns in Cincinnati and, and we just keep this thing rocking. That's that's how I feel I, right now about T Higgins' contract. Well, gut feeling, they figure it out. My my thing is those three are love each other. They love playing with each other. I know they're like, oh, it's a big love fest, but. They're also, they're, they're what to be known for other things than just getting money because they're all going to be rich. I mean, they're already rich. They're going to be even richer, but they want a legacy. I think they, they, they want to be known as the best to play the game and they can't, I think they know they can't do that without each other. So I, 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 I this is just me. I don't know. Maybe I'm the other side of that though. The other that. side of that, is there any part of T Higgins that's just like, man, I'm a number one receiver, and it's always about Chase. I want to go be a number one somewhere and get my money. Maybe. 
I mean, I, I'll tell you this. Maybe. I, I, I used to, before his dad uh, passed away, God rest his soul, I used to talk to him, and, and his dad was like, that's just from, from his dad. He, he would say, look, I, I'm cool with T being a number two. That's just his dad, not T. You know, I understand that, you know, just, you know, pay him what he's what he deserves or whatever, and let's go on. Now, like I said, that's his dad. That's not T. This is, you know, he's, uh, unfortunately, Eric's not here anymore, passed away. But that's what that's what he told me in just conversations that we had. So that's where I, I people say that, um, which he could. I don't know. Maybe he could say, screw it. You know, I want to be the number one guy, which he could be. I mean, he would be a number one wide receiver on 99% of the NFL teams, you know? Yeah. But just the stuff that they've talked about, I just, I don't know. And then, and then people would come at me like, well, what are they supposed to say? I'm like, well, they don't have to say anything. <laughs> they literally don't have to say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can just say, yeah, it's up to my agent. They don't, you know, they're not putting that stuff out there. So that's where I'm at. I just believe in my heart. And like I said, maybe I've got orange colored sunglasses on, but I think they all three are going to stay here. And I think they want to go after, you know, a Hall of Fame resume. And 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 and, and let's put it, put it as a wide receivers need a quarterback. And I love TJ oh, Huspenzada. Yeah. I, I, I put this out all the time. I love TJ Huspenzada. But once he left the Bengals, he didn't do squat. I mean, he went to Seattle, yeah. didn't have a quarterback. Then I think he ended up in Baltimore, didn't have a quarterback. Then he was out of the league. Wide receivers. Yeah. You ain't got it. You could be Megatron. If you ain't got Matthew Stafford to throw you the ball, it don't matter. You got to have a quarterback. No, I agree. So that's why I, another I reason why agree. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. But that's just my thoughts. Anyway, you've been no, on for Jesus. How long have you been on for? We've been on for, for fifty all oh, fifty one minutes. I can't see. I'm, yeah, I'm there we go. Fifty one minutes. Anyway, Drew, I appreciate you coming on, dude. This has been a great conversation. Tell we didn't even get into sports betting or anything. <laughs> you got any any good good bets coming out here? You want to uh, talk about? I've been getting killed. You get killed. Killed. <laughs> Look, Sunday Sunday I beat up Bet Fred. Yeah, I won six. I, I hit him for six hundred bucks betting on the NBA on Sunday. There you go. Monday I came through with another right hook. I took him for seven hundred and forty eight. Now we're talking. And then what happened? And then Tuesday hit. Got my ass whooped. <laughs> Last night, got my ass whooped. I built out this parlay. I'm like, dude, this is this is money. I put a hundred bucks on her. I'm gonna win. I think four sixty or something. I need Kevin Love to hit one three pointer against the Cavs in like a revenge game, right? right. He just got let go. Went to Miami. He's gonna hit a three. Yeah. I missed it by that one, and I missed it by one rebound from Aunt Bam Adebayo. Oh, I bet God. for two rebounds on this guy. He's seven <laughs> foot tall, and he got he, one. He, he only got one rebound last night. Are you kidding? One rebound killed me. <laughs> Killed me. Oh, dude. So That's crazy, I, dude. I'm taking today off. I'm licking my wounds. <laughs> need, need to recruit. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the numbers. Like, okay, I'm still up. You know, about twelve hundred bucks or so on the week, whatever it is. I'm still doing good, but I'm just I'm licking my wounds today. I'm sitting out. I'm taking. A, I'm taking a. Well, it's NBA. It's load management. I'm taking a rest day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I've been, I haven't even been watching uh, NBA. Well, I watch Cavs a lot, but I've been watching this Champ Week. So I've been watching a ton of college, college basketball and. And uh, before I got on here, Kansas was was beating uh, West Virginia. I mean, I'm not a West Virginia fan, but I'm a Bearcat fan, so I still root for hugs. I know my Bearcats are playing tomorrow at three o'clock. They're playing Temple. Ah, dude, you got to I'm like, I know it's a Bengals show, but you do got any odds on, on the Bearcats going to the tournament? They they got to win this whole thing, I think, for them to get there to have a shot at this thing. I would like to see them in the first four. So I live in Dayton. I live right outside of Dayton. Oh yeah, dude, they're the, the first the, four. The, I'm going. <laughs> Well, I'm going. Uh, I'm going with uh, with better than Vegas and uh, Betfred. They're actually putting me boots on the ground, uh, sending me to the game. Nice. Um, to, to, well, to all four of the games. So, um, and I'm. This can't get out too big, but I'm a little lucky. My dad works security at UD Arena, so I can get in a little bit quicker. Um, still got to get tickets, but um, <laughs> I would love to see UC there. I would love to see a team that you know, like I really know and like uh, that I really recognize. Obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some money on it, um, but I think I think they'll probably sneak in there. But yeah, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to run the conference tournament. I think. Yeah, they got and they, and second round is Houston. And, oh god, I would love. Yeah, love Houston's good, Houston. man. Dude, we haven't beaten Houston in I think three or four years, and they have just it hasn't even been close. They whooped our ass. Now, last time we were leading damn near the whole game, and then we still ended up losing. Like, oh my god, I would love. I hate Houston. I would love to beat them. Anyway. Drew, you've been on for a while. I appreciate you, man. Have fun. I hope you get on uh, on uh, McAfee's show again. And uh, definitely, you got a podcast or anything uh, coming out anytime soon. You know, hit me up. I'll definitely. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, 
Uh, maybe the viewers can tell me why. Well, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I've tried doing podcasts a couple times. Nobody fucking listens to them. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> dude, I, I've been doing this five years. Like I said, dude, I've been doing this for five years. I literally had Trenton Irwin on my show last night, and it just now hit over 100 views. I would think that one should hit 1,000. Me, me being a goofball yesterday, just talking to my, to my buddies on here, we had, had over 100 views on that. It's higher than the one with Trenton Irwin. I, Ted Karras still hasn't hit 1,000 views. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 did, I did the Ted Karras interview, but that wasn't really on a podcast. That was just we set that up, and that went to the Cincy Jungle YouTube channel where they have um, yeah. you know, they have a, a bigger subscriber base than I. I have zero YouTube subscribers. Maybe that's my problem. I've never tried to learn YouTube or figure out how to be good on YouTube. I just learned how to live stream on YouTube, but I, I don't know shit about I'll, what I'll, to I'll do learn, on YouTube. I'm, I'm learning every day, brother. Every day I'm learning. I try to figure this, this stuff out. I've been thinking about diving back into it, though. I've been thinking about getting back into the podcast game a little bit and just I, – I, I, I'm a dumbass on Twitter all day. I can be a dumbass <laughs> on a microphone. Hey, you got, more, you got more Twitter files than I do, so you're doing something right there. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Have a good night, and uh, I look you forward too, to coming back on soon. Hell yeah. Who day, bro? Who day? All right, guys. Go follow Drew. He's, he's a great follow on Twitter. He writes for Cincy Jungle. Go check him out there. Maybe he'll do a podcast again sometime soon. Maybe he won't. I don't know. We'll see. It, was a, a very interesting conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let's get to the Facebook groups. Dad, let me live stream and go watch my Ted Karras video and go watch Trent Irwin. <laughs> let's try. Let's try to get some more people watching these. Get some more views. <laughs> now I appreciate you guys. Um, let's get the Facebook groups. They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ohio State Buttnuts, the Ice Bar, and then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trinable. TikTok is at Iceman90. I will be pulling a sign off later on tonight, putting on the podcast. It'll be on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, like pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. Like, seriously, the five stars, the comments, that helps push the podcast. So if you guys could take a minute to do that on the podcast, I would appreciate it. YouTubers, you guys are awesome. Like I said, you guys are the reason I keep being able to do this. Like I said, Drew's Got more followers than I do, and you can't get as enough uh, as many subscribers as I do on YouTube. So, bottom of my heart, I appreciate you guys. I'm at 2,139 subscribers. Let's keep pushing that. Let's try to get to 3,000. You know, I, I'm like I said, like, me and Drew have this conversation, trying to figure out how to get more views on, on the show and everything. And maybe I don't have enough followers on Twitter. Maybe I don't because Bleak Wright goes on there, and, and it's just him and, and Ed McPherson and and, and uh, I keep, sorry, I can't remember who the other guy was on the show. And they got like three million views. I'm like. Or 3,000 views. Like, how do you do that? Anyway, just tell everybody. Get, get people get subscribed some more. I appreciate it. Anyway, you guys have a wonderful day. I got to check this out. Who I got on tomorrow? You know, I do this all the time because I forget because I am constantly talking to people to coming on. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow's cool. I got the Bengals super fans on. If you don't know who they are, they're, they're the family in, in uh, I think, outside Buffalo, New York. They do the videos uh, for, for the hype videos for the Bengals game every week. It's his, his son and $3, and they are awesome. So it's going to be a really fun show tomorrow, fun football Friday show. Make sure you guys check that out. Other than that, let's go watch college basketball, and I can't wait till next week so we have the free agency starting to happen. Ready? That's just sports, baby. See ya!
Yeah, we 